Blog Talk Radio. Icon, uh, we never really got to get to it because for whatever reason, and maybe it's because I'm a social media marketing expert, I don't know, but we've been really busy at my club on Mondays, which is normally a dead day, um, and uh, we've, been, we've been pretty good, so I didn't get a chance to jump on last week, um, but for those of you who know, I live up in the Albany area here in New York, and the uh, Albany Great Danes, who were a playoff team, I believe just two short years ago. Uh, took on the number one team in the nation, the North Dakota State Bison, as you know, is a uh, a icon, a huge icon uh, stronghold up there. And, you know, we wanted to put a bet on the game. We wanted to have a nice friendly wager on the game, but I really kind of didn't because I know that Albany, yes, they've been okay, um, but, the, you know, and they've had a winning record, and they've, you know, the football's all right, but it's not North Dakota State level, and, you know, I kind of like, yeah, we got to put the weight in the game, I'm like, bro, you know, for what, I mean, this, this game is, it's not going to be pretty, and, uh, you know, it actually was a closer game than I thought, um, but, uh, you know, I'm just happy that my, that my Syracuse Orange won over Ohio, but, uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I kind of, we still never really came to terms with that, but uh, we, we can work a little, we can work a little something now. Because I said, I said that I would, so we'll work a little something, something now. Well, you know, the main thing is, uh, yes, the North Dakota State Bison did lay the smackdown on Scooby Doo. Uh, oh, it was on eight to six. It wasn't that bad. Well, you, well, you know, here's the thing, though. Um, here's the thing. Uh, we did leave. I'd say three touchdowns on the field. We could have scored a little more, but what was really, I thought, ridiculous, you know, we had our third and fourth strings in the fourth quarter, and uh, your coach decided to shoot his mouth off saying that us trying to, uh, our third string quarterback trying to pass, make passes and make plays was uh, classless. Look, you don't tell your team to stop playing. You can't do that. And, you know, it's not like he's the first-string quarterback. He's trying to get some reps. He's trying to show people what he can do. I don't think there's any classlessness in there at all. So I don't and, know you know, I'm not, really, I'm not really a U-Albany fan, so I don't really um, follow uh, a lot of what they're doing in the program. But I also don't understand why it's a 28-6 to game. I mean, sure, you know, by that point in the game, you know, it's probably over, you know, at, at that point in terms of scoring. But it's not like they're winning 60-3. to three. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they usually put in backups when it's a blowout. I mean, 26, yeah, it's a win. It's, a, you know, a 20, what, 22 points or something like that ahead. But, you know, it, it, it's not like it was a super run them out of the run them out of the building blowout. So I don't even know why, the, why those second and third strings are in there anyway. I mean, you have a – you have a preseason. You have all training camp to evaluate your second and third string. You don't have to do it during a game, especially in a game that's not really as much of a blowout as as would would warrant that. Well, you know, technically though, because uh, North Dakota State played their football in the spring, you know, we went right. We had a hundred days in between the end of last game to the beginning of this game. So uh, most of those guys didn't really have a training camp. Or preseason, whatever you want to say. Oh, I forgot you guys had a yeah, you got a spring season. I forgot about that. Yeah, so we didn't really have a preseason or a real a real training camp because we just got done with the spring football. You know? How did you guys do in the spring? Uh, well, as everybody knows, we lost to Sam Houston State, the eventual uh, national champions. They. Uh, they beat South Dakota State. And the funny thing about that is when South Dakota State was on the field, the audio commentators uh, during the national championship game kept on referring to them as North Dakota State. And here's the funny thing. Since North Dakota State was not down in Frisco for the first time in 10 years, think about this. It rained, and there was an hour and a half rain <clears throat> delay. So even Mother Nature was crying because North Dakota State was not down in Frisco, Texas. <laughs> now, 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 Icon, this this might make you smile a little bit. The uh, South Dakota. Um, now, I don't know what South Dakota here. Hang on. Uh, hang on. Let, let, let me put this up to make sure. To make sure. Yeah, it was South Dakota. Okay, it wasn't South Dakota. It wasn't the Jackrabbits. It was the South Dakota Coyotes. Um, this might make you happy a little bit, and maybe me as well, due to her her background or her roots. The Kansas Jayhawks. 
For all of you who know, the Kansas Jayhawks are a powerhouse in basketball. They are one of the best basketball teams in the country every single year. Football, not so much. They won their first game in two seasons on Saturday. First game in 24 guys, and it was against South Dakota. Icon. That, that was the uh, – to make you feel a little better. Well, you know, it's interesting, though. Uh, the first uh, the first big dance that North Dakota State went to with uh, the Fab Four, uh, Ben Woodside and the boys, we lost to Kansas State in Minneapolis uh, in 2009. And then yeah. our football team played them a couple of years later and beat them 6-3. to three. So, uh, you know, we, we've had some games with the Kansas Jayhawks, too, so we're familiar with those guys. And it's uh, – I don't, well, you know, it, it is what it is, uh, and uh, our first guest should be calling in uh, shortly, so be watching for that. Sure, sure. But, now, uh, how was your uh, how was your weekend, uh, your, your Labor Day weekend? Was it productive, or what did you do? You asking me or asking Granny? No, Granny. Is Granny with us, or what? Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. There I you actually, are. I actually... Came up to my mom's for a couple of days. I'm David and I are heading back to Arkansas tomorrow. So. Mom, so you're in Kansas right now, or? Yeah, I'm in Kansas right now. Nice, nice. How how's the weather out there? Uh, it's been hot. We had a little bit of rain um, Friday, um, and a little bit of rain yesterday. But I mean, it's been hot otherwise. So. Okay. Nice, nice. Well, the weather's starting to get uh, a little cooler around here. It is football season, which means uh, the weather is going to – we're going to start turning from, you know, sun and bikinis and and boats and and lakes and whatever to, you know, hoodies and sweaters and pumpkin spice and apple cider. So I am happy about that. That's what I love about living in this part of the country, having all four seasons uh, pretty readily available to us. I got we do have the first guest on. I believe it's the first guest. You do the you know, uh is nine oh nine area code, I believe. That's correct, yep. Yes sir. All right, I'm gonna put it on and you do your thing and I'll jump in when needed. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. I'm sure she is wearing the most magnificent, beautiful bikini in the history of the business. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jay Rock herself. Hey, this is Jeannie Burke, a.k.a. Jay Rock. How are you listening to you? Huh? How are you? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> How are I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Good. I'll let you finish the line, and then we'll uh, then we'll continue. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I said you're listening to Attitude Era on 89.1 Kens FM with your host Icon, Big Swing, and Granny Holster. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, should we call you uh, J Rock, uh, Miss Burke, Miss Rock, The Rock? What you? How should we uh, address you? Uh, J Rock is great. J-Rock. Okay. So we have a rock, ladies and gentlemen. That's a J-Rock. 
So here's what we're going to do here. We're going to do a little, uh, have you give a little background about yourself, and then I'll ask you a few questions. Then we'll do a roundtable, and I'll come back to me, and I'll ask you some uh, tough questions. Sounds great. <laughs> so go ahead, give us a little. Go, go, go give us a little background. Okay, so I'll just give you a little, little bit of info on me. Um, I actually, I'm, I live in Big Bird Lake, California. It's a small mountain resort town. Um, I actually live. I've lived here since I was eight years old. I'm currently 51. Um, so. I have a modeling business online, and then I also have a full-time cleaning business of 28 years, which I do with my husband on a daily basis, and we go around and we clean all these resorts and homes that get rented out through Airbnb. Wow. So by doing uh, the different resorts, uh, do they, uh, do you, like, call them and say, hey, I'm available this time, this time, this time, or do they have to book you out? five or six weeks in advance how does that work oh so basically well we're i basically um we're a subcontracted cleaning company and we just go in for all the different rentals and people that actually have airbnbs themselves rent them out we go in and we just clean them up for them and get them ready for people to come up to big bear and enjoy the mountain resort we actually have a few ski resorts here in big bear um, and we have a man-made lake, um, so it's actually a very beautiful mountain community. Uh, Jay Rock is our guest here. We got uh, 33 minutes here on Ken's FM 90 or 89.1 Ken's FM here in Fargo, North Dakota. So my question is, and we won't spend too much time on this, but I just kind of find this fascinating. Uh, now, so you uh, you clean all these resorts. Now, uh, let's say that. Um, someone want to hire you to clean up their resort, what do they have to pay, like, $1,000 a room? What, what is your going rate? Oh, no, actually, no, with us, we basically go in and with cleaning up, back, well, here in Big Bear, we, it's all, like, cabins. So there are mountain cabins that everyone owns. So we basically go in and um, visit the mountain cabins, give them a price, and then we just do and get it set up for five-star, basically cleaning the house, getting the towels, you know, sheets, beds, everything ready for them so they can come and enjoy the, the weekend. Yeah, just you depends, know, I you know. And I know that you're probably thinking I'm, I'm just saying this, but, you know, uh, I, I've seen your modeling pictures. I made a cool collector's card for you. You you look, you look you're on a scale of 1 to 10, you're like a 1,000 when you wear a bikini. Now, do you think the rose man said bikinis, or are you like, do you like that, like a house clean, keeping uniform? What do you what is your attire? Actually, no, I, I'm this casual girl, but actually, I on the weekends, I'm in my bikini 24-7. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm cleaning my home in my bikini all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I basically, I'm, I'm the, my whole modeling deal is online, is I basically have the modeling that I do for my social media and my health business, and I model that, and um I have quite a few followers that follow me, and um, I just basically started it to, like, motivate people. <laughs> so so you never have the situation like you go in and clean, and forgive me for asking, I'll always say you don't want to answer, answer this. So <laughs> no, go ahead and ask well, well, are, are like some of these, like, uh, like these surfer dudes, these big muscular dudes that, like, 
They like staring walk in a room when you're in a bikini. <laughs> um, well, I guess they're liking me being in a bikini. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm used to kind of the, you know, the attention of that. And I mean, I work out hard and stuff, so that's why I feel like, you know, you got it, you might as well show it. And if people appreciate it, then I'll, more power to it. <laughs> Liz, I know if it were me staying there, uh, you you get this alert, and then you're like going, Oh my God! Icon's calling for towels again. I was just up there two minutes ago. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if they want me to come back, oh. then I come back. <laughs> uh, Jay Rock's our guest here. We got 30 minutes here. We're live on Cam's FM 89.1. So here's what we're gonna do here. We're gonna do a little round table, and we're gonna come back to me. I'm gonna ask you a few more questions. Uh, Granny, I don't know if you have any questions for our guests, but if you do, go ahead. Uh, I really don't. I'm going to let you and Big Swing handle this interview. I'll just listen. Okay. All right, Big Swing, what do you got for our guests? Go ahead. We have J-Rock. Go ahead. Okay. Hang on. I had to, I had to jump to, uh, I had to jump back to the, uh, I had to do my little spin chair, my little spin chair action, and uh, swing back to the microphone. Um, so, yeah, so I, I was sort of listening a little bit to um, to what Icon, you know, was setting up with you guys, and, and you were talking a little bit about what you do out there. How did you get into that, though? How, how did that become a the, the path that, that you chose to go down? Kind of take us through your background history a little bit as, as to why, um, why you're where you're at now. How I started... Yeah, how I started it all. Well, honestly, yeah. um, it was kind of strange because when I I was uh, got into it, basically promoting my son's music and my Facebook kind of started blowing up all over kind of the world in different areas. Um, and then I kind of just decided, because I am in the health business also too, and I consult people yeah. with health. And well, I maybe I missed this real quick. Like, I don't want to cut you off. Maybe I missed this. What kind of music does he do? Um, he's a, he does uh, basically he does hip hop. He had built oh, okay, his own cool. studio. Yeah, he built his own studio, and when he was 18, and decided he was going to become a singer, and just started doing it. So then I was promoting him on Facebook, and because I was oh, nice. promoting him, all of a sudden my uh, Facebook kind of blew up, and then I was like, well, I. You know, people are wanting to see me online, and maybe I should just share kind of my life and how I am. So, you know, I basically am, I have love for bathing suits and health and exercise, and I just kind of, that's the direction I kind of swing it into. And, I, and I'm and i doing the cleaning business, it just keeps me in even more shape. So, uh, J-Rock's our guest here. we got uh, 27 minutes. No. And so, well, well, so well, hold on, real quick, Icon. So, did you? So, did you? You feel that maybe then, um, media and the way that things are with with the, the, the digital age that we live in nowadays uh, really contributed to possibly finding this, you know, this particular career path. Yeah, and actually, you know what? I have to honestly say, since the pandemic. And, uh, well, two years ago since the pandemic, and I, I don't know how, you know, a lot of people, if they're familiar with OnlyFans or what, so I decided oh, yeah, to, yeah. like, take my, yeah, take my social media into OnlyFans, and I basically started 
started an OnlyFans, and I was kind of hesitant, thinking, you know, what are people going to think because I'm 51, and what's my family going to think and everything, but it was like, for me, I've been working out, keeping in shape, and I, I have confidence. I don't, you know, it doesn't really matter to me what people think in that aspect because I feel like if you look good and you feel good and you want to motivate people, then you should do it. So I decided, you know, I'm going to open up an OnlyFans and see how it flies, and it kind of took off during the pandemic because everybody was online. So I just kind of kept that direction too. Yeah, and you know, the, the cool thing about OnlyFans is, you know, it has such a sort of a, a negative connotation around it. A lot of people think it's, you know, this pornography website or something, and it's really not. Yeah. It, it it gives you the creative platform to really do whatever you want and be artistic. You know, with with a little bit of flirtatiousness here and there, a little bit of you know, a, a little bit of lewdness if you if if you'd like. But it really kind of lets you be creative with um, what I guess you could call art in a way, and uh, and also yes. makes and also makes some money on the side as well. So yeah, that so I, I I'm all for it. Yeah, I like that. I totally yeah I totally what you said body art because it is. I mean basically when you got your OnlyFans. I mean, it's a job. It's a full-time job. A lot. Of, I think a lot of people get a little bit of negativity because they do associate it with porn. And yeah, maybe there are sites that some people sites that do that, but there are people that don't. You do that and just have the modeling pictures and videos that create a sexy art of their body. And I was like, with me working out and bathing suits and stuff, and I just figured, you know, if people appreciate my photos and videos and want to come on and subscribe, then why not? Why not keep doing it? And Icon, if you're if you're not familiar with OnlyFans, which I, I mean I know I know you probably are, but if you're not, um, it is it is something that is is pretty cool because a lot of these, uh, well, I, I mean men men could be on it too, but it it is nine mostly women, but uh, they can really co- sort of uh, interact with their with their customers and their clientele. Like people, I know people that go on and they have their their regulars that they go check and. You know, every, you know, depending on how diligent you are, every week or every day or every couple of hours or however long you want to update it, you can go on and you can chat with the person and whatever, and then uh, you can set it where there's money. So you're like, oh, hey, uh, let me, you know, I, I want to see a picture of your feet. Let's say your feet is, is, is you have a foot thing, okay? Well, the girl goes, okay, you know, uh, for a live picture of my feet, it's $5. And then, boom, you send them the money. Or, oh, hey, can I see a little bit more? Maybe I'll, you know, up, up your thigh. Okay, well, um, sure, I'll send you a picture. Give me $10, you know? And so you can you can sort of, you know, arrange things with them, and it's sort of a pay-for-play kind of thing uh, as well as, as art. So it's kind of it's cool all the way around how it works. And you can chat with them. You can, you can get to know them a little bit. And, and yeah, it's, uh, the whole thing is, is interesting. So, yeah. Uh, J-Rock, yeah, I guess here. We've got, <laughs> uh, we got about 23 minutes here with J-Rock. Now, I'm going to ask you a little bit uh, about OnlyFans, and then uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about your modeling, and then I'm going to ask you about uh, where, where I want to kind of dig a little bit into your son's uh, musical career here. Uh, okay. Now, now, people are familiar with OnlyFans. I mean, uh, you know, OnlyFans over the last couple, over the last month has gotten a bad rap about them not allowing pornographic images and everything. So uh, our fans are listening. If they, if they, um, you can put this myth to bed right now. That if they think yeah. that uh, they, they're going to find you on OnlyFans, they'll see new pictures of you. They are not going to see that, right? 
I'm going to just totally be honest with you on that with OnlyFans. Basically, my OnlyFans in my basically newsfeed is not, it does not have pornography in the basic newsfeed of that. But, I mean, I do provide a TV message. And I'm not going to say that I don't, but it's classy nudity. It's just Playboy style. <laughs> you know, well, that's, that's what I do on there. And I don't have a problem with it. And I feel like, you know, that's kind of what my style is. I don't do well, any pornography awesome. type and of thing. You know, and that's 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 cool. What we'll do is at the end of the show, we'll uh, we'll let you pitch that and let uh, our fans know where to go, and uh, we'll definitely uh, get people there. So now you uh, and we we kind of touched a little bit about it a little bit, and we're not going to touch too much on it because it you know it does uh, you know it's kind of depressing. It does kind of suck, but uh, you know as a model, you know we just went through COVID. We touched on it a little bit, but how did uh, COVID affect you? Uh, in your modeling career, did you uh, have to uh, stop doing competition? Did you have competition that's canceled that'll be rescheduled? Uh, did you have to break out your calendar to a certain date? Uh, kind of take us a little through on how it affected you. Yeah. Well, and that's where, you know, what we were just talking about, like, um, with that kind of thing, because you couldn't do anything basically physically, you know, going out or doing stuff. Um, but that's why I think came into play with OnlyFans because that actually saved a lot with what I was doing um, because that really, even in, even in my training business, you know, having to wait uh, several months and not being in people's homes and that because of different things. And it did, you know, I was getting into wonder, am I going to lose my business and stuff? And then I, the internet is such an amazing thing that actually that saved, you know, my career and doing the things that I did. And I actually made more money doing that than, you know, I was really worried. It kind of, it helped. It helped pull this out of a few things during that time. Uh, Jay Rock is our guest here on uh, 89.1 Kens FM. We're live here in Fargo, North Dakota. Now, um, we're going to take a quick little time out here. Uh, for our fans that listen on a regular basis, know that uh, we are having a big uh, December giveaway show here. Uh, and if you go to uh, Ken's FM page on Facebook, you like that, you give us a like on our fa- on our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, we're automatically going to enter you into win a uh, autographed picture from a current guest, a past guest, or a future guest. And you can say something nice about the icon. I might even let you pick who you get an autograph from. Uh, would you be willing to send us a few autographs uh, for giveaways there, uh, J-Rock, uh, for our giveaway show in December? Sure, of course. Awesome. I'll send you the uh, – and, and uh, if you do that, like I say, I, I know that <clears throat> you're willing to drop the restraining order. If I stop calling you at 2 in the morning, I got that. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, put, that, we'll put that to bed too. Uh, so Jay Rock is our guest here. We have uh, 20 minutes left here on Ken's FM 89.1 live in Fargo, North Dakota. So uh, now let's kind of circle back here a little bit about uh, your son's music career. Do you think your son would be willing to um, to come on our show and uh, so we can get him some uh, airtime too and get his name out there and help promote him as well? Would you be would he be willing uh, to do that? Sure would because he loves doing that kind of stuff. And He'd about, even play uh, some music for you on there. And the, the things about Kansas eighty nine point one FM is uh, he's all about. Uh, you know, local bands and, uh, you know, not like the big, you know, like all that 
you know, expensive, uh, you know, Nashville and Hollywood and all that, all those kind yeah. of bands. He's in, he's I mean, into, being uh, in California, they're not exactly the local icon, but yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying about, um, you know, yeah. about, about, about like a smaller act, not a big national act. I got, I got that. I think it would be kind of cool to, uh, to have somebody on and, and sort of set up a, a, uh, a small chunk of time for him to be able to sample some of the music for us too. I think that'd be pretty cool. Now, has he put out a CD? Um, actually, my son. So I'm gonna just give you a little background on that. When I told you that he taught himself how to be a singer at 18 and built a studio, basically went on YouTube and basically built his own studio. He now actually uh, can write his. He does his own beats. He sings. So he does everything as himself. So I mean. It's pretty amazing the music that he uh, um, has has created, and he's actually made a couple music videos on YouTube and himself, which he helped produce. And then um, he just basically made his own album called Houston, We Have a Problem, and then he has another album too. So. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll put this out here for you. If uh, if you can send us a few autographs, and if your son would be willing to send us. Uh, uh, one of the albums or both of them or whatever, uh, I can pass it on to Ken and see if he can put it on the air here in Fargo and get uh, your son some airtime on the, on, the, on the radio. Yeah, we'd be more than willing to do that, yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, J-Rock uh, is our guest here. Now, see, now I told you, J-Rock, that when you're, on the, uh, you're, when you're on the air with the Icon and Big Swing and Granny, uh, if you want to get noticed, we're the, we're the guys that will help you get there. Uh, J-Rock's our guest here. we got about 17 minutes here with uh, J-Rock here on 89.1 Ken's FM. So, now let's kind of talk a little bit about um, your modeling career. When you decided to get into modeling, was it, uh, uh, was it something that uh, you had to train on, or uh, were, you at like a, were you at like a show and uh, someone saw you and said, like, hey, why aren't you up on stage? Or you looked at some of the girls up on stage and said, hey, I'm just as good looking as them. Maybe I should throw my hat in the ring or bikini in the ring or whatever you guys throw into the ring. Kind of get through that. Well, basically, when I was 19, I decided, you know, I, I want to start pursuing modeling more and doing that. So I kind of went to a couple modeling shows. And then for that, I was asked to be in pageants. I was actually Miss, Miss Teen California Big Bear and Mrs. California Big Bear. And that's kind of how I started was doing pageants. Um, and then from pageants, I just kind of moved into bikini um, shows, American Dream Calendar Girl shows on stage. And then I just kept doing it and went into actually bodybuilding, well, figure shows, fitness and figure shows, and did that for a little while. Um, and then as I got, you know, a little bit older and I had my kids, I kind of stopped for a little while. And because so, and social media was, you know, starting to become so popular, I thought, you know, well, I'm just going to start putting myself online and just create my own page. And that's basically more of how my modeling kind of started started taking off. You know, and you mentioned that, uh, you know, you're in your 50s. And, of course, you know, my mom always told me, son, never ask a woman what her age is because it'll just get you hit. But anyway, so you know you, you know you you mentioned you're in the fifties. I'm not going to ask you the the full age, but uh, do you have like uh, do you have like an ultimate goal like uh, that you want like a magazine you want to be in or like uh, do you want to uh, be in like some music videos or do you want to get like a uh, uh, like a 
walk-on role on a movie or a TV show. What is one of the goals that you'd like to achieve? You know what? Honestly, to tell you the truth, it's like I'm – I, that would be awesome to do something like that and everything, and I thought it would be cool, you know, because you're 51 and you're still doing modeling. But, you know, the biggest thing for me and the happiest thing for me is that I basically, on my social media and that, is I just motivate women to stay healthy. And that's the biggest thing for me. That's my goal is to inspire people and motivate them to eat, to eat good, be healthy, look good, feel good about yourself, and not worry about what everyone else thinks because – I'm 51 and I'm in bikinis and if you know some people might think oh she's too old to be doing that but you know if you feel good and you look good I like more power to you you know wear what you want to wear and do what you want to do I feel like that's my goal more than being on a magazine or being in a movie it's just more inspiring people well then uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of put this to you then let's say that uh well, let's say like Victoria's Secret or uh, Fredericks of Hollywood or uh, Maxwell Magazine. Uh, they, you know, they come calling and they want you to uh, model some lingerie or some bikinis in their magazine. W- would you be willing to do that, or would you say oh. like, "Well, I'm not really into that." Oh, of course, I would totally do it. <laughs> I'm up for anything. I've done so many different things in life that I feel like you gotta you gotta do those things because you're gonna look back and say why didn't I do it? I feel like you should do those things if you feel like that you're confident enough to do it. Yes, of course I'd do that. So is there, with that being said, then, and I'll understand if you don't want to answer this, but is there anything that's out of your wheelhouse that would be out of your comfort zone that you would not do? Um, you know, I don't think that I would, I mean, I'd even said if, even a long time ago, I'd do Playboy, I would do Playboy, but you know, there's a limit of certain things that I would do, but you know, I have no problem with showing my body and nudity and stuff. I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. And as long as it's done in a classy, respectful way, I don't feel like, I feel like we were designed, you know, for a reason. If we have beautiful bodies, what's wrong with showing your beautiful body, you know, as long as you're doing it respectful and classy, then I don't have a problem with it. Uh, Jay, uh, Jay Rock is our guest here. we got about uh, 12 minutes and I wish it was 12 years, but, uh, so now, uh, kind of take us through uh, what uh, what your, uh, your your schedule is like over the next couple months. You got any uh, uh, pageants that you're entering? Any modeling contests? Any major photo shoots that you're doing? Kind of take us through uh, what's uh, coming up in the future for you. Well, right now, basically, what's coming up in the future for me is to just keep. I'm honestly really, really, really into my OnlyFans at this point right now, like building it and just keeping, you know, my my page going and adding more new stuff. I, I mean, I spent a lot of time on that. So that's basically like where I'm at right now until kind of everything settles down and everything goes to normal. It's kind of been this last year. It's been crazy. I actually got COVID three times in this since last March. So... I'm kind of to the point where it's like I kind of want to just stay out of the limelight for a little bit and just keep my OnlyFans rolling, and and then maybe when things get a little bit more back to normal, I'll want to be venturing out more. Well, you know, you, you just mentioned that you've had COVID three times. Uh, I'm thinking yeah. that's not something that you, that's not a record that you wanted to break. But uh, no. <laughs> did, did did you? Uh, and, and, I'll, and like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on this because people might think I'm getting political. But 
Did you did you yeah. not get the vaccine or did you not get the um, vaccine? I actually or? that you're going to say that I have an autoimmune issue. That's one of the reasons I actually stay healthy. I have a severe autoimmune issue and I won't be able to get the vaccine. I'm highly allergic to certain things. That's kind of why I watched my diet, my health, my eating. Actually, without that, it's really kind of saved my life. Um, I've battled it for 20-some years, and, and yeah, I got COVID three times because I'm really susceptible to things, and I went around not going out much and wearing masks, and how I got it is crazy to me. And you know what's funny? Each time I got it, it was less. Each time I had it, it was less and less. The first time was pretty bad. I mean, I lost like 25 pounds and really battled it, but then after that, um, it got easier. So, I mean, it, and it, and it is like you panic about it and everything, but I feel like it's kind of hard to avoid. Like if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Like if your body, if your immune system is a certain way, it just kind of latches onto you. So, well, well, you know, it's like, you know, the thing with COVID, you know, and uh, I'm sure people are going to take this the wrong way, but I, I think the reason why you got it three times is COVID saw how beautiful you were. And they're like, we want to go hang out with her for a while. I don't know what it was. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I was like, how can this be happening? <laughs> you know, but it's like, I just, you know, the thing that saved me really is that the healthy eating. I will the healthy eating. I drink a ton of fluids, um, vitamin waters. I dilute Gatorade and water down. I take a lot of zinc. And, I take a lot of vitamins. I eat really well. Um, and, you know, and, and there was times I'd get on my bike and kind of just sweat it out and stuff. And that's actually what helped me was the healthy eating. I think because I was in such great shape. And that's why I would tell people if they get COVID, it's like really concentrate on your health, you know. Really eat well and drink a lot of fluids and just flush that out of your system and you're going to be okay. Uh, Jay Rocks, our guest here. we got about uh, nine minutes uh, left. So now... So we can uh, do this here. If our fans want to check you out and see if you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a OnlyFans, tell us what you got and how they find you. Okay. So on uh, Facebook, you find me at Jeannie McDonald Burke. And if you type in J-Rock, it's going to come up because I have quite a few followers on there. And then on OnlyFans, it's uh, J-Rock Burke. And then I okay, have Instagram so, too. Yeah. Okay. So now, if um, if our fans wanted to go to your, because uh, uh, I I know most of our fans are uh, single male listeners, obviously. Uh, so, uh, but uh, unlike uh, what the honky tonk man said, it's not Mama Basement Radio. But uh, if they want to describe to your page on uh, OnlyFans, what would they? What would they? Uh, what would they pay for a month or a week or whatever? Yeah, basically on my OnlyFans, it's $12 a month. And I mostly post every day, about every day or every two days. So they basically get content on that. And then um, then all my messaging stuff is separate. Um, so if they're interested in the other part of my OnlyFans, which is the classy Playboy nudity, that's just paid for separate in the messages. And I think basically on my OnlyFans, it's, you know, I've actually met a lot of really nice people on there. I mean, there's a lot of people that just want conversation, you know, and I, and I feel like that's what I've found mostly is that if the people are lonely or they, like, just want someone to talk to or, like, you know, have 
nice intellectual conversations. I've actually met a lot of really nice people through my social media. Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, how often do you find that that's the case where you get a lot of these only, whether it's guys or, or women, but, but either way, you get a lot of these only people who don't necessarily care about you know, the sexy pictures or whatever. Yes, the, the, those are a bonus, but people that just come on and talk and just connect with you because they need something. To do you get that a lot through OnlyFans? Yeah, I get it through OnlyFans. Yeah. I get it through Facebook. I mean, nice. people message me in my messenger and are asking me, ask me health advice. And, you know, I feel like oh, wow. everybody, you know, everybody has something that they that they get inspired by or they want you know just a personal connection and i feel like i you should people should be able to just talk and, and give those people the attention of that you know i feel everyone is just need you know some sort of um advice or help or just want someone to listen because you know not everyone has everybody to listen someone to listen to them you know so i feel like that's why a lot of people do go on social media, Facebook, OnlyFans. They want that personal connection. Mm. Nice. Uh, J-Rock's J- our guest here. we got about uh, five minutes left. So with uh, our fans that are listening right now uh, that might uh, want to get into modeling, what is the one biggest piece of advice that you give them? If you'd be willing to give, them, give it away for free, what is the biggest advice that you give them right now that, that are listening? The biggest advice I would get to someone that wants to get into modeling is to just remember to be confident with yourself. And if it's something you want to do, then do it. Like, you don't have to be a certain size. You don't have to look a certain way. People are attracted to you, your personal, your personality, your connection, what you have. That's what makes a model or that's what makes a celebrity. People like are attracted to what you represent, and that's what I feel like. If you want to do it, then you should go out and do it. You know, put it on your Facebook. Put yourself out there. Do what you're into. If you're into skirts, you're into pants, you're into, you know, whatever it is, don't be afraid. And I don't feel like age is different, you know, matters. Like, I feel like you can do it if you want to do it. That's awesome. Uh, we have uh, we have just uh, we just have a few minutes here left uh, with J Rock. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay in contact with you. Um, I I did send you uh, I on Messenger I sent you the uh, the address where you, where you can send the, the good stuff. And then I'll uh, I'm going to get in contact with you later this week, and then maybe we can uh, work on uh, uh, getting your son on the air with us, and uh, we can get him some airplay and uh, get his name out of there as well. I mean, uh, not that I'm bragging here. People think I'm trying to get myself over, but we are we are booked from now until the end of 2022 with our guest list. But uh, I I'm going to try and find a uh, way to slip him in uh, earlier so we can uh, so we can uh, help him out as well. Yeah, he would be more than willing to come on and share his his music with you guys. So uh, nice. He, uh, we're, do do uh, uh, has he asked you uh, uh, if you'd uh, want to be on his next album cover? You know, it's like you know. I'm I, I know if I. <laughs> well, you know, because I know if I, I know if you're on the album, I'd buy every copy. <laughs> you're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, 
Uh, J-Rock's, our, J-Rock's our guest here. we got about uh, 120 seconds. Uh, we do want to thank you for taking time on your schedule tonight. You've been awesome and great. And uh, one thing I would hope, though, that uh, cool little collector's card I made for you, maybe you can post that on your uh, OnlyFans and uh, let uh, everybody know that uh, your egotistical buddy in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, made that for you. And uh, check him out as well. <laughs> I sure will. <laughs> I, you guys I, I are awesome. I, yeah, I, I definitely don't look good. I definitely don't look in the bikini. Just ask people. But anyway, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, J Rock. Thank you so much for joining us. You're awesome, and uh, we will. Uh, I'll be in contact with you, and we'll get your son on the air with us. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. Take care. Awesome. And be safe. All right. J-Rock, ladies and gentlemen, that is awesome. So our next guest should be calling in shortly here. So well, our um, next guest, Icon, this is uh, this is something that you um, you didn't tell me beforehand. Uh, well, I mean, you told me who the guests were, but you don't usually tell me where they are from. I thought maybe you would uh, inform me of this. This next caller has the exact same area code as I do. Living in the Capital District here in New York State, 518 Icon. This is interesting. So is that, is that our next guest? Well, yeah. The only reason why I didn't say anything is because I didn't know how well, – I don't know when you're going to be out. I don't know what your schedule is. I don't know when someone's going to set fire to a tree or the power's going to go out or anything. That's why I never tell you. Huh. 518. So this, this just got a whole lot more interesting. Okay, I'll let you do your thing, and I'll jump in with you. Ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. About to spend a record or two, and he is definitely a Casanova. Just look at his last name. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Kenny Casanova. Hey, this is Kenny Casanova, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing. And Granny Oakster. Awesome. Kenny Kevin is our guest here. We're live here on Ken's FM, 89.1 FM. we got 30 minutes. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, uh, should, should we refer to you as uh, Kenny, Mr. Casanova, Casey? What do you prefer? Kenny's fine, Ken. Kenny. All right. So here's what we're going to do, Kenny. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, then... Uh, we're going to ask you a few. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and then uh, we'll uh, come back to me and ask you the tougher questions. Okay, sounds good. Okay, uh, so some people may know me from professional wrestling world as a ran, uh, wrestling manager in the Northeast. Uh, as one of the guys was saying, there five one eight. I'm out of the Albany, New York area, uh, where I'm also a professional. Uh, Mobile DJ, so I do parties and I do weddings and I'm all over the place. I'm also an author of a number of wrestling books. Uh, I've worked with a lot of pro wrestlers. So uh, later on in careers, I've helped guys get their autobiographies out. All right, what, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to talk about every one of those, well, not every one of the books, but we're going to talk about a general amount of them. Uh, and then okay. we'll, uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, your DJ career, but We'll, we'll do the wrestling thing first, and we'll go back to the DJ thing, because I'm a DJ, uh, big okay. crazy DJ, and we'll, we'll talk about that, and you can give us some tips on All what right. we're doing wrong. Uh, so, yeah. anyway, so you, you, you mentioned that uh, you were a wrestling manager. Who were some of the guys that you helped put over? 
Oh, geez, I worked with a lot of guys. Typically, um, it was guys who were in the twilight of their career kind of going away from TV who had been on TV a lot and also helping some of the guys who were coming up and making their way to TV. So uh, some of the old-timers might include, like, Nikolai Volkov, King Kong Bundy, uh, the Bushwhackers, um, people like that era. Uh, some newer guys might have been, like, Brody Lee, uh Damien Sandow, some people like that. So, um, really across the board, a lot of different people. Uh, Kenny Casanova is our guest here. We're live on 89.1 Kent FM, 28 minutes here with Kenny. So, now, with, uh, now you were just a manager. You never did any wrestling yourself, right? But you did, as a manager, interject yourself in a few matches, correct? Well, I didn't much do singles, but I was trained a professional uh, in professional wrestling to wrestle. So um, I could and did. Sometimes I was in tag teams and battle royals and uh, a number of different things. Uh, but mostly I was the bad guy on the outside of the ring, you know, sneaking a chair in to help the uh, <laughs> to help my man win. So with that being said, would you, uh, with your managing style, would you consider yourself to be a, uh, a Bobby Heenan? Uh, would you consider yourself to be... Uh, like a Reverend, Reverend Slick, or would you consider yourself to be someone like a Paul Heyman? All right, so probably more like a Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart mix, <laughs> if that makes sense. Something a little flashy, a uh, little more fun, something like that. So so with that being said, uh, would you consider yourself to be a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or did the crowd just never like you at all? Uh, probably in between, mostly heel, but quite often uh, turned face. People kind of liked what I was doing, so they would cheer for me as a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this is going to get interesting. Real quick here, we have Kenny Casanova. we got 26 minutes. Granny, we have a heel. What do you got? Go ahead. Well, I don't like the heels. I never have. So if if I was... They're watching you. I would probably give you like to give you lots of grief. So, what's what's been your most interesting challenge you've ever had in your career that you've done? So, uh, someone I managed, or somebody that I worked yeah, with, in the yeah, yeah, someone you've managed with or worked with. I mean. Uh, let me think, somebody that maybe that you would know more so? Someone from TV more? Well, I I mean, I'm pretty familiar with uh, a lot of different, you know, sure. wrestlers, uh, of, you know. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I've, I've done stuff with a lot of different guys. Um, kind of a generic question, so let me think. Uh, someone that might have been more fun to work with. I uh, worked with, how about this, I worked with Nikolai Volkov, I mentioned him a second ago, learned the Russian National Anthem, came out to ringside, sang the Russian National Anthem, and he turned on me, turned good guy. Um, he sang the American Anthem, and then I had to jump to the other side to his op- to manage his opponent. Um and that was Iron Mike Sharp. So, I mean, we're talking some old school stuff here. I don't know uh, how old school the wrestlers are. I mean, uh, the wrestling fans are that are listening to this, but. Uh, it sounds like somebody's driving. Are you driving? 
Uh, yeah, well, no, I, I'm a passenger. I, I would never drive and talk on the radio at the same time. Uh, I'm not that skilled. Uh, Kenny Casanova, I guess here we got 24 minutes. Hey, uh, Big Swing, uh, well, you can ask him a number of questions. You're a DJ. He's a DJ. What do you got for our guest? Kenny Casanova, we got 24 minutes. Go ahead. Well, I um, I wasn't necessarily looking at it from a DJ standpoint for the moment. I was more interested in this particular second uh, about – so you said you're in the Albany area. Uh, I actually I actually am from Clifton Park. Um, okay. so I, you know, yeah. So I, you know, I saw the five one eight area code and I was like, Oh wow. You know, okay. we, we don't talk to since the show I'm running the switchboard tonight. Um, but obviously icon right. is, uh, the show is based, uh, obviously out of here in New York. Nations, uh, <clears throat> So, you know, he's out in North Dakota. And so the Ken FM station that we're on is there. So we don't really get, I don't get a lot of local New Yorkers around <laughs> here a lot. So, so it's cool to see somebody, uh, you know, from, from upstate as well. So kind of, um, we'll go into the DJ thing in a minute, but kind of take us through a little bit of, I mean, you told us who you worked with and, and um, some of the big names on your resume, but take us through your background a little bit. What got you involved in the wrestling business? Was there anybody that you looked up to? I mean, were you an Attitude Era kid? Were you WCW? Like, what made you want to say, you know what, this is a profession I want to go into? I don't know. I mean, I I started watching it. Uh, when I was a young kid, I watched Hulk Hogan. I always thought that was super cool. Uh, what happened was I was in high school, and a um, uh, a tour was coming through the area, a fundraiser for what was called the WWWF, and it was being run by Captain Lou Albano. He was uh, doing a fundraiser for multiple sclerosis, and uh, they were looking for some kids at the high school that were interested. I was one of the few people that said I would sell tickets for them. Uh, and then afterwards, I got to hang out with all the guys. So when that happened, I got to sit with Captain Lou Albano. He sat and told me about how he enjoyed managing over his career and stuff, and um, I enjoyed the show. And uh, eventually, a few years later, I found myself into a wrestling school um, that was in uh, Elmira, New York. From there, uh, I met a lot of different people, Bam Bam Bigelow, a number of different guys came through there, Steve Carino, uh, a guy named King Kalua came through there that trained a lot of people. Uh, and eventually I kind of, uh, as they say, cut your teeth there. Um, started doing a bunch of shows all up and down the Northeast. And just a quick transition, uh, I had kind of like a, a lounge lizard type gimmick. Like I would come to the ring and sing karaoke and sing a horrible song that nobody would like. And then, they, you know, it would get cheapy, people would boo. And eventually that turned into, hey, can you come DJ my party? And I didn't know how to do that per se. I talked to the sound guy at the Wrestling you know, uh, production, brought him along with me, eventually learned the trade. Uh, that turned into, can you DJ a wedding? And uh, that eventually pulled me out of the wrestling. You know? And from there, I started doing lots of DJ uh, events. And uh, recently... I'd say 2014-15, I started putting some books out, getting back into it, and having, uh, uh, you know, some autobiographies written up for the wrestlers. So. Uh, so and so you know, so you know, then obviously being from around here, uh, just how important to the wrestling business uh, and some of the big, you know, events and things that have happened here at the Times Union Center then, back when I was a Pepsi Arena back then, but you know some of the big moments that have happened around here. 
So, I mean, we, we kind of come from a uh, an area that is it, it's kind of overlooked to the rest of the country. But, I mean, if you're a wrestling fan and you look at, you know, the the uh, the formation of, of DX was here, um, but, you know, the full DX. Uh, you look at, you know, obviously Ed's cashing in the first money in the bank, which I was at. Um, you look at, you know, Shawn Michaels becoming the commissioner. Uh, you know, you look at just so many different moments that the Austin beer truck thing, you know, the just so many different things that have happened here that it, it's kind of cool that we have another local uh, local uh, wrestler uh, coming on with us. So now when you say DJ, um, so you do all sorts of different events and things, too. Um, I think it's kind of cool because every DJ has his own background. Yours came from the wrestling business based on one of your gimmicks, but now what do you do more? Do you still do some, some, some wrestling stuff? Are you more in the DJ field? I mean, what, what are you, what are you doing more often now? So more often, uh, I'll do weddings and, you know, school events and, uh, even sporting events I'll DJ. Uh, but from time to time, I'll still, when I have an opening, my schedule, I'll do a wrestling show here or there, but um, mostly I'm behind the scenes with wrestling. I do a lot of writing for wrestling now. So uh, I can do that during the week. Um, in fact, there's a, uh, a couple of different projects going to come out. There's going to be a little Amazon serial uh, TV show coming out with little shorts that are like 15 minutes long or so that I wrote uh, the episodes for that um, coming out soon. And... Uh, also, like I said, I work with a lot of the wrestlers to help them with merchandise and putting out uh, books. Um, I write all of their autobiographies with them. I write coloring books and comic books for them um, and set up, you know, illustrators and stuff to make merchandise happen. So I still have my hand quite a bit into the wrestling uh, uh, behind the scenes, and I uh, do a lot of events DJing, um, as you said, locally in the Capital District and uh, up and down the northeast here you know what's crazy is i probably um have seen you around in some events or doing something and probably just didn't know you know exactly you who you were know. but yeah there, there's a good chance of that that's kind of that's that's a small world you know very small <laughs> yeah so back uh, in i would no, say no. hold oh, on right. icon let him finish Oh, well, I was just going to oh, no, say, you probably have seen him at the, you probably have seen him uh, in a couple events because he's the guy that came up and said, hey, I'm a better DJ than you. I'm sure. Are <laughs> <laughs> you a DJ? You're a DJ in the Capital Region? Um. Well, yes. You yes DJ and no. Like, so I used to actually work at, um, so for a while I looked at, uh, worked at Peddler's. Uh, for a while, and then I was around in Saratoga for a little bit up on Caroline Street, uh, and then I, I was working at at a at a, a gentleman's club as well. I've since moved up into management of of the club, so I'm not doing as much DJing there anymore. Uh, but okay. I still do weddings, I do private parties, I do events, um, more on a small scale than, than you, um, probably. Uh, I do it usually, you know, I did a couple of weddings last summer, um, based on, uh, you know, people that I knew and their word of mouth through that. Uh, but yeah, it's and not something that I've really too. made it. Yeah, you were, yes. And, and, uh, but it's not really something that I've made a, a career out of. Um, but oh, okay. it is something that I've dabbled in. Yeah. Sure. I mean, uh, usually we have when stuff's going well, and it is right now. Um, yep. We may have like uh, we had three events on a Saturday, two events on a Sunday, maybe one event on a Friday. So 
that's kind of how I am, and that's how it is every weekend, um, which makes it difficult to do wrestling shows. Well, now so, it must but, have been uh, real difficult for you to do to do shows and to DJ, which are the two things where you need to be around people very often uh, during this whole COVID thing. Right? That that I mean, the whole shutdown must have really been tough for you. Yeah, so I mean, it slowed down quite a bit. I mean, these, you know, people weren't even supposed to really collect and gather last year. Um, you know, thank our governor for that. And uh, yeah, but our anyhow, old governor uh, anyway. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I sat on my couch. I gained 25 pounds, which I think lost by intermittent fasting. So thank God for that. But um, yeah, but now everything's back kind of to you know regular business again. So stuff looks good. Good, good. Right here. Uh, Ken Katzman is our guest here. we got about uh, 16 minutes here with uh, Kenny. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to kind of circle back here. Now, you mentioned uh, you talked a little bit about uh, you are an author, you are a writer, uh, and uh, I know that uh, most of your books were, uh, uh, because you live in New York, New York Times bestsellers, but uh, kind of tell us uh, how many different books you have written. Uh, I got like seven uh, you know, kind of feature books that are three to four hundred page long. Uh, I have three. Uh, I have three wrestling coloring books, uh, which are sort of like comic books, but they're black and white. You can color them in. It's kind of a hybrid thing. And probably another three. Yeah, so another three comic books. So that's seven plus three plus three. And I'm also a bit of a publisher. I've been helping a lot of the guys who have started their writing careers uh, get their books out there and, uh, you know, get them up for sale. So uh, I have a handful of those as well. Uh, Ken Kessler is going to guess you're live on 89.1 Ken's FM, Fargo, North Dakota. We're live here right now. we got about 14 minutes. So now, uh, as our, we're going to take a brief time out here. As our fans know that if uh, you listen to the show, uh, if you can go to our Off the Roads page on Facebook or go to Ken's FM's page and you like the page, uh, you'll automatically be qualified for our December show giveaway. Uh, and you can win an autograph from a current guest, a past guest, or a future guest, whatever I decide uh, I want to do for you. But would you be willing to uh, send us a few autographs or some uh, some goodies for our giveaways? Maybe one of those coloring books or something uh, that we can do for yeah, our summer show giveaways? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Cool. Yeah, after the, uh, I'll send me some information afterwards, yeah. Okay, cool. I'll send that to you on uh, Messenger. Uh, so okay. now, um, when you uh, decided to um, get into writing these uh, different books, uh, is there one that was a little more difficult than the other or um, one that you were, like, uh, more hyped up than the other? Yeah, okay, so I'll just go over them quickly. Uh, I wrote Kamala Speaks. I don't know if you remember Kamala. Uh, he, yep. unfor- he unfortunately lost both of his legs to diabetes, and um, I played kimchi for a number of years for him in the Northeast. Uh, so that was an easy transition to say to him, hey, why don't we put a book out? Um, I'm also an English teacher, so I'm a pretty good writer. Um, we'll make that one of, you know, my first writing projects, and then we'll try to gain you some, uh, you know, uh, fundraising for diabetes. You know, a lot of the wrestlers don't have uh, great medical insurance. We had to consider contractors instead of, uh, you know, employees, so they don't have good health insurance. So we put the book together. It did very well. After that, I did Brutus Beefcake's book, 
Um, I also did the referee Danny Davis. Do you remember him? He's a yeah, we've had bad him on guy. Show, yep. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So I uh, did his did his book. I really enjoyed his because I did a little different uh, than Bruce Beefcakes and Kamala's. Uh, his was more like a young adult novel. Um, after that, I did Big and, Man Vader's. Oh yeah, go as ahead. As a matter of fact, that's how uh, that's how uh, that's actually how I found you through Danny Davis. He told us about oh, okay. the book. Oh cool, nice, yep. Um, so uh, then I did Big Man Vader's and Sabu's. Uh, did Tito's Fantanas, and I also have uh, Just Incredibles coming out soon. Uh, and then after that, uh, a couple newer guys, Anderson and Gallows. Uh, they're called the Good Brothers, uh, part of the Bullet Club. Well, you know, we've had uh, we've had Tito Santana on our show. Um, oh, nice. And uh, he he told us about uh, the book that she wrote. That's how I, I like I say to these guys how I found you. Uh, I I apologize. It's actually taken me three years to get you on the show finally. Uh, but uh, what's interesting is. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, you probably already knew this, but all the guys that we talked to that we've had on the show have uh, always spoke very uh, highly of you. And, uh, oh, that's you know, great. Uh, the one thing that we liked about Tito Santana, you know, he's a school teacher now. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we asked him, I'll tell you the story real quick, then we'll get back to uh, your writing. But I asked him, I said, so when uh, uh, parents find out that uh, you're teaching their students, uh, you're teaching their kids. Do you, do any of the kids ever act up so you, they can get an autograph note from the teacher? And he, <laughs> boy, all the kids acting up. <laughs> so, uh, uh, no, actually, we have what uh, we have guest here. We got about uh, ten minutes here left. Uh, so now, uh, kind of take us through. Now you mentioned you're doing Justin Credible's book right now. Uh, so what did you uh, when you uh, go on write these books? Uh, you like spend like a month with them, six months with them. Uh, uh, you guys do a lot of chatting on the phone. You guys hang out a lot. Kind of take us through the process of writing uh, a book. With so the majority of them, yeah, the majority of them I've worked with, so I know a little bit about their mannerisms and how they talk, and you know, um, I'll also do a bunch of interviews with them on the phone, typically because uh, a lot of them aren't right near me. Um, and also, you know, I can listen to interviews uh, that they've done in other places. So when I'm doing an interview with them, I already uh, know the answers to questions who have been answered or asked before. That way, I'm asking original stuff for the book and not just getting stuff that's, you know, um, already been rehashed somewhere. So, uh, yeah, so that's, it usually it takes me about a year to write a book. And uh, someone asked before... What was a bit more difficult one? I'd say Big Van Vader. He is a little bit of a, you know, he had a little bit of a um, reputation for being difficult to work with sometimes. It was mostly because he's particular. Uh, but in this case, he got a diagnosis when we were almost finished with the book that he had two uh, years to live. And because of that, we decided to go back and fix a few things and change some wording because in the event that he were to pass away due to congestive heart disorder, um, before the book came out, he didn't want to have some particular unresolved, uh, you know, negative uh, views on some things. So we went back in and cleaned a few things off. And uh, in hindsight, that was the best thing we could have done because that did happen. That's exactly what happened. He passed away just before the book came out. So. You know, and, uh, you know, you mentioned you did uh, Bruce Barber, BPA's book, and, 
you know, you've sure. done, uh, you know, Vader's book. Now, I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with any of the podcasts that Conrad Thompson does, like with uh, 83 Weeks and uh, sure. uh, Something to Wrestle With. Or, uh, no, uh, like, um, those guys, even though they like to uh, bust balls, per se, uh, you know, they have a nickname for Brutus the Barber Beefcake. It's Brutus the Effin' Barber Beefcake. But what's, um, uh, you know, being uh, hanging out with him, uh, there, you know, there's a lot of myths and uh, legends about, uh, you know, mistruths about him. But kind of tell us uh, what kind of guy is he really, uh, personally? I mean, he's a little bit quiet. He's kind of old school. Um, he, I think he's super friendly. He sometimes misunderstood a little bit. Um, like everybody uh, in the past, some of them uh, during that time had some kind of different demons and some different problems that they had. I think he's overcome all of that stuff. He's got a wife who looks after him um, and handles all of his stuff. And uh, I would say the same thing for like Hagstad Jim Duggan, who I've worked some with. Um, some of these, uh, some of the wives uh, have a reputation for being a little bit strict. But if it weren't for them, the guys themselves would tell you they might have been found, you know, dead in a dish somewhere. So um, uh, she kind of does a good job keeping his his, uh, his appearances in line and getting them booked out and all. And um, uh, as far as Reese Beefcake is concerned, though, as a person, uh, fun guy to hang out with. Likes to kind of uh, tell stories on the road now. He, he uh, tries to help out the young guys and uh, give them some ideas and and uh, pretty decent guy. I like him a lot. You know, and, uh, you know, uh, Brutus, you know, he was always my uh, favorite growing up, you know, with his, uh, you know, trim pants and uh, cutting people's hair. And, you know, uh, of course, you know, he was famously uh, on the set when uh, Shawn Michaels threw Marty Jannetty uh, through the plate glass window. Uh, And uh, I'm actually glad Shawn Michaels did that because Marty Jannetty won't come on my show. So, uh, you know, I'm glad. I wish I wish you would throw him through a brick wall, too, but that's some, some from another story, another time. So, now, so mean of you. So we can do this here. I know. Yeah, so if we can do this real quick, if our fans want to check you out and see you, uh, you got a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, GoFundMe, what do you got? <laughs> GoFundMe, what? Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a grinder, sorry, but... Uh, you can find me on most of these uh, platforms at Kenny Casanova. Uh, that's Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just go to Kenny Casanova. You'll find me. Um, also, uh, if you go to KennyCasanova.com, you can see all the different things that I'm working on. Uh, my book website is called WOHW.com. It's my publishing company. WOHW stands for Walking on Hot Waffles, um, which really doesn't mean anything. It's just for fun. Uh, yeah, so check out those sites if you want, KennyCastanova.com and WOHW.com. I'll definitely uh, check it out, uh, for sure. Have, uh, I can yeah, write that down, by the way. I mean, I, I wrote it down you're driving, so I have it written down as well. But make sure we uh, we put that up on the Facebook and up on the website as well for people to check out. All right. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we have Kenny Castanova as our guest here. we got about uh, five minutes left here. So now, uh, kind of, if you want to take us through here, you know, you mentioned that uh, – you know, you're doing all this stuff, but kind of take us through here. Uh, what the, the if, if you uh, if you know it, till the end of the year, what your schedules uh, like the next couple weeks, next couple months? What 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 uh, what, you, what project are you working on right now besides the book? Uh, okay, so yeah, I'm finishing up Justin Credible's book now. I'm just actually waiting on the cover. 
and waiting on. We haven't quite decided the title, but the whole thing is done. Someone from Slam Wrestling, Jamie Henning, did a great job editing it, and uh, he's got a draft. I'll let you go. So I'd say that'll come out in October or so. Uh, and then I'm pretty booked solid uh, for DJing for, I'd say, up until late November, uh, a couple times a weekend, every weekend. Awesome. Uh, we're live here on Ken's FM, 89.1 FM, live in Fargo, North Dakota. we only got a few minutes here left. Uh, so... With all this uh, stuff that uh, you're going on and you're keeping busy, uh, is there? Um, do you have any? Uh, do you have any breaks coming up? Or are you just uh, going to keep uh, chugging along? And uh, uh, is there anybody that uh, you're trying to uh, do a book for coming up after Justin? Yeah, actually, uh, working on uh, ODB's book. Uh, I actually got a, a um, an email from Mick Foley. Mick Foley said, "Hey." Uh, I've done some things to help you out, which he has. Uh, we have a coloring book called Cactus Jack and the Beanstalk. Um, we have a line which pits the pro wrestlers against, like, fairy tales, and he's one of them. Uh, but anyhow, he asked a favor. He said, could you do a book for ODB? And she wasn't the first one list, but uh, former TNA, you know, Impact Wrestling Champion. Um, she's out and about doing a lot of stuff still. And I said, yeah, let's give it a whirl. So I'm kind of working a little on hers with kind of a side hustle project. And uh, like I said, uh, Bullet Club, um, the Good Brothers, uh, Anderson and uh, Gallows, they're coming up down the pike uh, probably for sometime next year release. And uh, beyond that, you mentioned Conrad. I am I did start a book with Bruce Pritchard, and we have about – a little bit more than half of it done, but then he got rehired by Vince and put it on hold. So once he gets fired, we'll get back to that book again. Uh, that's awesome. And then uh, you know, ODB, you know, she's been here in Fargo. Uh, she's met the icon. And as a matter of fact, she uh, gave me a big hug. Sure. Uh, she was here with her uh, her barbecue business. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the uh, meet and greet truck. Right, right. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was doing a cookout at uh, one of uh, my uh, boss's uh, uh, houses that he was trying to sell. Oh, very cool. Uh, nice. Yeah, through Maui Madness. Well, I'll tell you what. We only got about uh, we only got about 120 seconds here. Uh, I'll tell you okay. what. I do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. And uh, the next uh, book that you got coming out uh, that you want to pitch, let's get you back on the air so you can talk about that so we can make it a, a New York Times bestseller. And uh, right. we can get another okay. copy of another one of your books. Cool. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. All right. We'll talk to you again, then. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Oh, yes. Not Can a problem. Anytime. Over, ladies and gentlemen. That's awesome. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, so we're waiting for our next guest here. Uh, let's see if I uh, got his area code. Uh, area code should be... He gave it to me. He didn't send me his number. I don't blame him. Um, but I'll uh, get a hold of him right now. Now, Grant, you're, doing, so, you're really going to have fun with uh, this next guest, I guarantee you. Uh, this guy is uh, scary as all get up. Uh, he goes so, in. Uh, well, well, we'll wait till he comes on, but. Uh, well, speaking of, scary, guys, speaking of scary, speaking of scary, Granny, I saw a picture the other day of you standing up, you know, chest to chest. Uh, well, I don't want to say chest to chest. I want to say 
you know, nose to stomach, but with this with this one big Viking looking dude, had to be like four hundred pounds and, and it was at summer van it looked like it was in a gymnasium and, and he was standing there oh, and you guys were like face to face. That was a WFC. That was Riker. That was a WFC. That was a couple years ago. Yeah, how'd that go? Did you get the upper hand on that one? <laughs> of course. I always do. Uh, but he's a big dude. It looks like he could like swallow you whole. So. Oh yeah, he comes over to me. He says, he says, I see the fear in your eyes, and and I, yeah, I said I'm not scared of you, Riker. He says, what are you gonna do? Hit me, Granny? And I said I might. Wait, what is he? What, what, what is? What was oh, that? I think Arguments. Yeah, don't I worry. Think. Don't worry about it. Anyway, right. uh, it is on the air though. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, just let me know when our next guest calls on, so I can introduce him. If not, I'll try and get our sure, next sure. guest. Um, so, so Granny, so what is he? Is he a bit of a um, uh, a bit of like a a Viking gimmick, or no, is that his image? Well, I mean, his 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 character. His character used to be like, um, you know, Wizard of the Sea, you know, and everything. And, mm. he, and he would come out with this big, like, you know, uh, Triton-type, you know, thing, you know, with the, the fork, you know, like those, like the, yeah. you know, the, and, um, the you know, he, uh, yeah. yeah, not really a Viking, but, you know, just, you know, he was known, his character was known as Wizard of the Sea. Well, you know, oh, now wow. he's kind of back to being a good guy again. So, you know, he took off, you know, to do so they COVID and stuff, back and forth. But he had, he had um, some issues with his back, so he had to take some time off of wrestling, but he's back, and hmm. now he's back being the, the babyface side again, you know, so. Hmm. Okay. But I haven't been I haven't been to WFC for several months just because with the way they've scheduled their shows, you know, they're doing things a little bit different now and um it just I haven't been able to be at WFC for quite some time and I really miss my WFC family, you know, so I'm hoping to get back to see them very soon. So because I guess that the last show that they did in Dewey, Oklahoma, um, I guess all heck kind of just broke loose. And I tell you, if I'd been at that show, I think Granny might have ended up having a heart attack or something because um, they had a match between Justin Lee and Tim Rockwell. And if Justin lost the match, that was going to be the end of his career. But uh, oh, it was a career match. Oh, Justin, Justin won the match, but then uh, Stevie Caballero and the cartel they came out and they started beating up on uh, Tim Rockwell and Justin Lee, and it was called Hostile Takeover. And now Big Stevie Caballero, he's trying to run WFC and. I mean, the one show that Granny misses, you know, all heck breaks loose, and I, I'm, I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to have a serious, serious talk with those boys that tried to do that takeover because um, I did not like what took place from what I heard and 
from what I was told, I did not like what took place. So, um, you know, it, 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 Granny, Granny's got to get back to WFC and kind of try to make things right again in the wrestling world. Mm. Well, it sounds like Granny's got a mission to to go on here. Icon, still no other guests. Um, are you? Should we try calling them, or what are we doing? Yeah, I will. I will do that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, we could talk a little bit about the end, at the end of the show if I can't or if I can't get a hold of our guest. Uh, uh, talk about uh, you know how uh, the uh, the WWE might be a little nervous when uh, on what uh, what all uh, AEW's been uh, doing. Uh, we watched. Uh, yeah, three big names today. recently. Yeah, we watched their show the other day, and they got a much better product, you know. Oh, my God. AEW is on fire right now. Yeah. They really are. So, uh, like, they're on fire to the point where, um, they're on fire to the point where, you know, I was reading an article earlier, and they said by, like, 2028, we might not have a WWE anymore. So... <clears throat> We'll have to see. You know, AEW may may like this is basically the Monday Night Wars all over again, but this time the little guy might end up succeeding in this case. So we'll have to see. Well, I uh, I I tried calling and I I got a busy signal, so that means he may be trying to call us. But um, let me uh, jump on here and see. No, I mean there's nothing there's nothing yet. Sorry. But uh, is it a landline or a cell phone? He's calling from. Uh, it, it'd be a uh, it'd be a uh, cell phone. Then shoot him a text real quick. Yeah, I just did, so I'm waiting for a response. Okay. So. Uh, so, Granny, um, are you excited um, this week to uh, to see your your Kansas City Chiefs uh, finally back in action with with people oh, in the crowd yes. at Arrowhead? I I I I can hardly wait. I I am so ready. I've got my Patrick Mahomes jersey ready to wear Sunday proudly, and I I'm ready to see some good football this season. Nice. Uh, one of my keepers from last season, um, in terms of in, in the keeper league for my fantasy, um, my fantasy football team, Travis Kelsey. I, I love Kelsey in fantasy, and uh, obviously the best man in the league. So, you know. Oh yeah, I'm a big Travis Kelsey fan too. It's kind of weird to see Travis Kelsey without his beard, though. I yeah, I'm not sure why yeah, he takes it off, but you know, he he looks totally different. <laughs> But anyway, you know, you know, uh, and uh, you know, we'll kind of go, uh, kind of go through AEW a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, like I say, I can't. Uh, I'm going to try and get one of our backup guests, but uh, if if not, what we can uh, just, uh, you know, we don't really get uh, much chance to, uh, you know, talk about the stuff anymore because you know we always have guests, and there's which, which is nothing wrong with that. Uh, because uh, our listeners uh, from Kent's FM and uh, all our other listeners, they, they like the fact that, you know, we, uh, you know, we do that. But, you know, Big Swing, let's kind of talk about this a little bit. I know that uh, a lot of our new fans might not know this, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, think of how many years you and I have been doing this together now. 
Quite a few. Yeah, this will be, what, four, five now? Yeah. Our fifth year. Uh, you and I had our fifth year anniversary after WrestleMania. Remember we? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, oh, I knew about the anniversary. I just uh, it slipped my mind. The um, the, the 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 number of years. But yes, I knew we had it. And uh, you know, let's kind of go back. Speaking of AEW, let's let's kind of go back here a little bit. Why did we first start the show? Because we wanted to complain about how bad the WWF was. Uh, and remember, that was interesting for about two weeks. And then we had to branch out and do what we're doing now. And, you know, it's funny because now it's back to full circle again, uh, talking about, you know, once again, how bad the WWE is. So, I don't know. I mean, really, for me, the the only saving grace for WWE is Alexa Bliss. I mean, without her, I probably I probably wouldn't even care about them at all. And, uh... There, there is a uh, cool little thing that uh, I'm going to kind of, uh, you know, if anybody wants to know who's going to be on next week, you know, you'll have to, uh, you have to uh, go to our off the roads page and uh, uh, check the page out. The information she drops on Thursday night or Friday night, but uh, we have a guest coming on next week that uh, that uh, you might enjoy because uh, she has uh, uh, got to. Uh, in photos with Edge. Oh. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, she's had many photo ops with Edge. And uh, you can uh, let her know that that's your favorite wrestler, and she can probably have you a few stories. You know, I am uh, I'm down. I, I, I would like it. Let's kind of go out on a limb here. Uh, I, I, I can't seem to get over a hold of our guests right now. Uh, so we'll just kind of, uh, you know, we have to leave early. Uh, we will because, you know, like I say, we're, uh, uh, we're not really in studio right now. But uh, let's, kind of, uh, let's kind of do a roundtable here on uh, AEW. Uh, and I'll kind of give you guys the, uh, the choices, and you guys can pick your choice. And uh, when it happens, we can go back and uh, review this segment, and uh, everybody can say, hey, those guys do know what they're talking about. So let me ask you this. Do you think that uh, AEW will uh, tie the WWE in ratings, overtake them in ratings, and become the number one show? Uh, or will uh, they uh, be ahead for a while and then fall out of grace like WCW did? What do you guys think? Um, good, Granny, what do you think? Well, you know, now that um, AEW is doing Rampage on Friday nights, I mean, that's been quite a big thing. You know, their first uh, Rampage episode went over quite well from what I heard. And from what I thought, I didn't get to see it all. I just got to see parts of it. But I didn't get to see the whole thing. But, um, you know, I don't know. AEW right now, they, you know, they're, they're making some some waves right now, you know, in the wrestling world. And I don't know. It's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be... I mean, they've got a lot of support right now, and they've got a lot of viewers watching right now, and 
Yeah, I don't know. I I think um, with everything going on with WWE, I think AEW kind of like running the show right now. But that's just my opinion. Hey there, uh, go ahead, Big Spring. What's yours? I'm going to do a follow up question on that. Um, yeah, I think if they um, if they continue to go the way that they're going, uh, I definitely think that. They could, and I've been saying this for years, that they could potentially overtake WWE eventually. I, I, I just think that WWE is not up with the times. They're not listening to their fans. They're not giving them the, uh, the storylines and the type of things. This whole PC thing is really, is I think, really going to end up, uh, it's really going to end up burying them, honestly, because people don't want to see that stuff. Well, here's the other question about that. Who do you think will be the next uh, uh, big-name wrestler to lead the WWE go to AEW? The next one? True. I don't know now. I mean, they just got a bunch of huge names back-to-back-to-back. But, um, you know, really, who knows, though? I mean, just look at somebody that hasn't really been given that opportunity. Maybe an NXT guy. Maybe like a Ricochet or somebody like that who used to be on the main card roster and... uh, and um, you know, and and then got demoted, or maybe, maybe like a Baylor kind of a thing, you know. Well, you know, I'm probably uh, I, I I already know the answer to this, but let's say that uh, AEW uh, AEW would get someone like uh, Edge or Alexa Bliss or you know a big name like that. I know that you well, I know Blitz, that you'll, Blitz you'll would be huge. Well, Bliss would be huge because I think um, for the women's division over there, I think her and Britt Baker could have a a uh, really, really big rivalry. Um, edge, I don't think it matters anymore. I mean, as much as I love my Edge, it really doesn't matter anymore because he's he's pretty much he's pretty much run his course now. I mean, he's old. Every time he competes now, he gets injured, and uh, I just you know I, I just I, I hate to see him go. But uh, I, I think it, unfortunately, it's the end of the road for uh, the Raiders of Superstar. Well, you know, and here's the other interesting thing. You know, it's like, you know, you know you're just not getting home. Uh, Sting is in the uh, is in AEW. You know, and unfortunately now we'll never get the dream match that we all wanted to see, the Undertaker versus Sting. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't think that match is ever going to happen now. But uh, it would have been cool if we would have seen it if uh, if he wouldn't have got that injury thanks to Seth Rollins. I think we might have eventually seen it. But now we're never going to see it. And the the uh, do that. Are you breaking up a little bit? Yeah, you're breaking up there, Icon. Well, why why does WWE bring back Brock Lesnar? Is he not a waste of uh, TV time? Um, well, honestly, I think the Brock Lesnar thing, um, Brock Lesnar, I believe, was a uh, a response directly to CM Punk. That's that's what I believe that the Brock Lesnar thing was, where. You know, CM Punk, which, by the way, guys, I don't know if you watched it live or if you saw the, you know, you saw the, um, 
the the highlights of or something. But the CM Punk debut uh, in in AEW was fantastic from a crowd crowd standpoint. I mean that was that still gives me goosebumps to watch. But I watched it like twelve times. That was insane. So I think bringing him back was what was the direct response to CM Punk. Uh, however, here's the difference, and this is the mistake that WWE made and that they continue to make. Okay, people wanted CM Punk. CM Punk had not been in the WWE for seven years, and people are still chanting CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk at, at, at WWE shows. They're still chanting, and he hasn't been there for seven years. Okay, we got a healthy dose of Brock Lesnar over the past you know, half decade, and you know people wanted CM Punk. People didn't care if Brock Lesnar came back or not. People didn't want Brock Lesnar per se. They wanted he wasn't in high demand. But Vince McMahon, again, goes, oh, well, I'm going to give him Brock Lesnar, the beast. Oh, you know, just like he tried to do with Roman Reigns. He tried to tell us that we liked Roman Reigns. And we were like, we will decide that for you. You know what I'm saying? So now he's like, oh, well, you're going to like Brock Lesnar because he's going to be the answer to CM Punk. Well, no, we're going to like what we like. And right now we like AEW, old man. You know what I mean? So you got to step that game up a little bit. Well, you know, speaking of speaking – of, uh... You know, CM Punk and Brock Lesnar and, uh, you know, and Roman Reigns. Think about this. Has Paul, has, has Paul Heyman not helped Roman Reigns in more ways than he needed? I mean, oh my God. look what, look what Yo, he did for him. Roman Reigns is actually, for me, I mean, I know he's a heel, so that's not always good in Granny's book. But to me, Roman Reigns right now is everything that he should have been. You know, Roman Reigns is actually entertaining to me right now. I don't want to turn the I don't want to turn the station when Roman Reigns is on. So, yeah. Nice. And you know, here's the other thing. It's like, you know, people were booing uh, Roman Reigns, and uh, you know, the WWE wanted us to like him, but fans hated <clears> him <throat> because of that. Now they put him with uh, Paul Heyman. Now we have a reason not to like him. And uh, yeah. look, look at what it's done. Do you think they should have done that from the beginning, or did they wait too long? Oh, wait too long. Well, I think what's going to happen, you know, when, when Lesnar came back, you know, Heyman had this shocked look on his face like, oh, my God, you know, he's back. I just kind of wonder if... Paul Heyman's not going to turn his back on Roman Reigns, you know, and have Lesnar come in and take Roman Reigns out, and then Paul Heyman's going to go back to being, you know, his manager or whatever. You know, I I kind of wonder if Paul Heyman's not going to end up turning his back on Roman Reigns like he did with Lesnar a few years ago. That's a good point. Let's talk about that for a second. I'm glad you brought that up. Because let's say that does happen. Let's say that does happen. Here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, if Paul Heyman does turn on Roman Reigns and goes with Brock Lesnar, here's what I think is going to happen. People are going to start liking Brock Lesnar and still hate Roman Reigns. What do you guys think? Well, I'll never like Brock Lesnar. I won't either. <laughs> the only reason I... I'm going to say I like Brock Lesnar, but the only reason that I... Well, entertained per se 
by Brock Lesnar. Was because of Paul Heyman, and, I, and I've been on this show and my shows in recent uh, same thing that Paul Heyman is the best on the microphone in the current era that probably they they've ever had. It was Paul I mean, I definitely think that, you know, the, the only problem with what we're pitching as an idea right now is they've done the double cross thing. I mean, how many times have they run that double cross angle? You know, and I mean, I, I mean, every single time Paul Heyman gets a new client, you know, he has an old client return or he has somebody that they're that they're trying to pump, and what do you know? Paul Heyman ends up double crossing. So, I think that if WWE really wanted to make it interesting, they would they would have Paul Heyman Roman Reigns, and they would have Paul Heyman. Uh, not, okay, so this is okay. Here, here's here's a disclaimer. This is what I would do if I was head of WWE Creative right now, and I knew the bad situation that I was in currently. This is what I would do. I would have Paul Heyman look at him as like a coach. Like you know how how how, he, how a coach on a football team they go in and they watch the film on the opponent, and, and you know, so they know what's coming and they know how to you know game plan. If I'm him, I'm saying you know what. I've been the advocate for Brock Lesnar. I know Lesnar inside and out. I know how he operates. I know how he moves. I know how he works. I'm going to, I'm going to be the reason that you're going to beat Brock Lesnar. And Paul Heyman can be sort of the coach for Roman Reigns. He can give Roman and, and can give Roman Reigns, uh, you know, all the inside tips and tools to beat Brock Lesnar. And I think that. Um, if they run it as the first time since 2003, if they run it as Paul Heyman versus Brock, versus Brock Lesnar instead of with Brock Lesnar, um, I think that would do wonders for you know a, a pretty stale and sour creative team. I think that they would people would enjoy that. They would think, oh. What is Paul going to pull? What kind of antics, what kind of shenanigans is Paul Heyman going to pull uh, on Brock Lesnar? And does Brock know Paul well enough that he can see coming kind of a thing? You know, and the rivalry with Paul Heyman being right at the forefront. I, I, I don't know. I, I really, I like it. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I, or at least like in the, the beginnings of our, our show, we always used to talk about how... Give me one second, though. Okay. Uh, well, I'll mention this, Granny. You know, we always used to talk about how uh, uh, a member of WWE Creative was listening to our show because we'd always talk about something, and then the next week it would happen, or we would uh, talk about what was going to happen and then they would change it because they were listening to the show. I I still have a feeling that there might be a member of WWE creative that still listens to the show. And now that we just gave them an idea what to do, watch what's going to happen to prove my point. 
yes, there is a member of WWE Creative that listens to this show at some point. Not maybe not live, but at some point they may listen to us. And uh, if I do get cut off, guys, it's because I'm in a bad area and uh, we're driving through a rainstorm right now. So if I get disconnected, it's uh, lightning and thunderstorm. So it's uh, not because I uh, hung up; it's because uh, I lost the signal because of that. So just let everybody know that. Hmm. Well, be safe out there for sure, because. <laughs> Yeah, well, the last thing I want to do is get struck by lightning. That would, uh, no, no, that, no, 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 that, that wouldn't be good. That that would not help out with my career at all. So how was no, how was the um, how was the fair? Uh, the fair was really really good. Uh, we uh, well, we got a lot of walking in, <clears> and uh, you know, like I said, we saw Darcy Lynn. She's the uh, ventriloquist. The uh, the little kid ventriloquist that won uh, America's Got Talent a couple years back. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, what what else did we do? Uh, well, we ate just about every single good fair food there ever was uh, here. Uh, that's really the reason to go to a state fair, isn't it? To eat all the good food. Did you tell them that you be an attraction? But uh, I want to let our fans know we got uh, we we might sign off early here because or you guys might finish last uh, uh, if I, I get bumped off here. But uh, so fans, uh, go to our Facebook page off the ropes. Uh, be watching for who our guests are next week. Uh, once again, go to Ken's FM. You can uh, you can live stream our show there. Eighty nine point one FM in Fargo, North Dakota, and. Uh, you know, uh, we, like I say, we have guest books from now until the end of 2022, so we're not going anywhere. If people thought that COVID was going to put us out, guess what? It only made us stronger. Would you guys concur? I agree. Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, I think it, I think COVID for us was a blessing in disguise. I know it, it hurt a lot of wrestlers um, and a lot of people in the entertainment business that we talked to whose livelihood um, relied on performing in front of people and traveling on the road. But for us, I think that uh, it, it really helped us out because more people were stuck home and needed something to listen to to take their mind off everything, and, and I think we provided them that. And uh, we have such a different type of show format. I mean, yes, we talk about wrestling, but the people, something that they didn't have during that COVID time. That is, we give them the wrestlers. Okay, they, they come on, and it's like, hey, I miss wrestling. Oh, I get to listen to actual wrestlers talk about wrestling on this show, and I think I think it's a little bit, a little bit of a, uh, a welcome change for a lot of people, and I think that's why our numbers are going up so high. Right, and you know, the other thing is, uh, you know, one thing uh, now that uh, I have, uh, I've got better market research. You know, the one thing that baffles me, and we're happy that we have this, but think about this. We are the number one wrestling podcast in Ho Chi Minh City. Ho Chi Minh Vietnam. City, huh? Think about that. Huh. Well, my thing is, um, all of the places that you mentioned, um, 
uh, Australia, South Africa, and now Ho Chi Minh. Those other cities are predominantly English speaking. Ho Chi Minh City is not. So that's interesting that we're able to uh, even break the language barrier, not just uh, not just records. <laughs> You know, it's uh, like I say, it's just, it's just kind of interesting. Uh, all the different walks of life of uh, uh, listeners we have, uh, and uh, I mean, I can just go. I just go. I'll go over this real quick. We got some time. Uh, Morgan, North Dakota. Uh, we have 65 uh, main listeners. Of course, we have more than that. Uh, uh, right now in uh, Pretoria, South Africa, we got 46 listeners. Cape Town, South Africa, 36 listeners. Oshawa, Ontario, Canada, 35 listeners. Johannesburg, South Africa, 34 listeners. Fleet, UK, 29 listeners. Toronto, Canada, 26 listeners. Durban, South Africa, 26 listeners. Ho Chi Minh City, uh, Vietnam, 25. And Dhaka, Dhaka Division, Bangladesh, we have 19 loyal listeners right now. So think no, about that. No, no, like listening, like can you tell if they're listening to us live right now or is that – um, people who listen to it weekly on a, on a consistently on a weekly basis. No, they're listening to us live right now. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you guys. We do appreciate it. Um, I know it's probably really early in the morning over there, um, or it's possibly even the next day over there. So, uh, we do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I mean, just think, I, I'm, uh, you know, uh, if I can, uh, if there's any geography majors out there that can ask us where, let us know where Dhaka Dhaka is. Uh, I know where Bangladesh is, but I don't know exactly where Dhaka Dhaka is. But it's interesting. Well, I'm going to Google it right now. Huh. Um, I was afraid we might have lost Icon. <laughs> no, 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 I'm here. Um, I'm here. Okay. But uh, Bangladesh, Dhaka, Bangladesh. It's the capital. It's the capital of Bangladesh. Really? Um, it is right. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much smack in the middle of uh, of Bangladesh, which is, you know, where capitals should be, uh, in my opinion. Um. It is, let's see, 8.9 million. So as much as we do appreciate you guys, uh, you 19 listeners out of Dr. Dr., you got 18.9 million people in your city. We need a few more. Spread word of mouth. Spread us around a little bit over there. And uh, you guys will also be known that right now we have uh, 52 listeners in Egypt and 46 listeners listening to us in Germany. So oh, uh, all right. I believe – I believe it is the next day over there, isn't it? It's like um, not yeah. quite. I mean, technically yes, but it's still early morning in Europe. It's like what are they? What are they like? Five hours ahead of us, so it's probably like four in the morning over there. Yeah, well, yeah, I would think huh. so. Are they even open? Probably. Are we cutting a little early tonight? Well. uh... Uh, well, like I said, uh, this storm looks like it's going to get bad, so it's going to kick me off. So uh, just so you know, if I uh, if uh, I get cut off, that's what happens. All right. Well, let's, let's do this then. Um, 
let, let's let, let's call it uh, let's call it a night for the evening. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll cut it short a little bit this week. We've been running overtime a lot the last couple of weeks, uh, so let, let's just cut a little bit short here on Labor Day. And uh, Icon, I got to call you about something relatively important tomorrow. Uh, so I'll do that first thing in the morning when I get up, and then uh, we will go from there. So, Granny, you uh, you enjoy the rest of your evening and the rest of your week. And um, I uh, I want to say this in good faith, um, and and I think that both of you um, will be thinking about me and my well-being and my health and my my blood pressure on Thursday night. When my Dallas Cowboys open the season against Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champ Buccaneers, I think the two of you uh, will come together in rooting oh, did you, for my uh, Cowboys did you, on Hey, Thursday Big night. Swing, real quick, Big Quick, did yeah. you see my yeah. son's comment? Because I'm not a Cowboys fan, per se, but I despise Tom Brady and the Buccaneers even more. There so we go. he says, Oh, my mom's going to be rooting for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> All right. I mean, well, you know, hey, so. <laughs> you know, hey, Big Swing, that's, that's one thing we can also mention, too. We we should put a bet on that game, October 31st, when the Vikings play the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the, um, the, uh, now here's the thing. <clears throat> This is the I think this is the first season, uh, the first time since we've been doing the show. I got to go back and look at the schedules. But this is the first time I think since we've been doing the show that all of our teams play, or at least my team anyway plays both of your teams. We play both Kansas City and Minnesota this year, so that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be fun. Oh, they 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 play them also. Oh wow! So yeah, all of our teams play. Yeah, yeah. This this is the first time that's happened. Wow. Yep. All right. Nice. Yeah. No. So anywho. that'll that'll definitely be interesting. So anywho. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. What do you say we uh, we sign off and uh, everybody listening to us uh, overseas and other countries? We appreciate it. Keep listening. Uh, and, and uh, the icon and Granny Hoekstra and Big Swing will keep bringing the content that you like. And if to hear. all goes well, if all goes well, hopefully next Monday we will be opening the show with this. You did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about Jim Cowboys? Yeah! All right, have a safe and blessed holiday. We'll see you next week. Dead man walking. You've done it now.